and this is my first podcast, not only with my microphone fixed, but now I fucking have guest. And I say guest multiple because we have two of those today. We have David Sloth Hanley. Um, goes by Fountain High School. He's a junior. That's 17 years old, and we have David, fuck, I just called him fucking David, Davion, <laughs> the black guy. Um, yeah, who, everybody who's knows going, Who's going to CBCs? I Are know? you going to CBCs? Yeah. yeah. Good job, for what? Uh, 300 hurdles. Yeah. Hurdles. Man. You work pretty hard for that, too. 300? Like yeah, jump three hundred hurdles. Nah, nah. You gotta do it. It's an exhausting race. So. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude, I remember middle school. I uh, did track and like I could barely make one hurdle over. I could do like two, and then I couldn't keep going. Yeah, my hips aren't that mobile. So. Me neither. Mine pop all the time. Makes my ass look bigger. <laughs> so how's your guys' day been? What you guys stayed night together or something at David's? Yeah. You, well, yeah, but. Then you went to practice, and I was, and then we got fucking Taco Bell. Yeah, we got some food, oh. and they came back. I'm like, oh shit. Taco Bell is so good. We yeah. went there yesterday. They, they really are kind of stupid. My brother is like, uh, hold on one second. She goes, well, I'm gonna be all for you. That'll be eight fifty five. Pull up to the window, and he was like, I didn't. Okay, because he like he wasn't done ordering, but she just assumed that's what he said, so she just disconnected. There's a lot of idiots working at these fast food places. It kind of scares me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. Right. Get off your phone during the fucking podcast. Yeah, David, Sorry, nigga. Fuck I, was checking, I was checking your message, David. Oh, yeah. Damn it. Why would you guys even attempt to get on your phones during the podcast? That is so irresponsible. As you get on your phone. And, hmm. Did you, do you like doing hurdles, or is that, like, something you're just good at, but you don't like it that much? I like doing hurdles, and I'm good at them. Going to go on CBC's form. Right. Well, sometimes people are good at things they don't really like. True like Michael Jordan, he's good at basketball. He played baseball, though, because he liked it, and they sucked. Yeah. So I didn't know if you liked it. Do you do anything else for track? No. So you only do hurdles. So you're just a jumper. Yeah. Okay, you know what? I'm going to say it because I want this podcast to be uh, not censored, but uh, – I could make a really funny joke right now involving your skin color and your jumping abilities. I figured. Well, he do, he also does long jump and he he does oh. run some sprints, but he's not going to CPCs for those. Yeah. Well, are you David, what do you do in track? What I did in track or did I quit? <laughs> yeah, I heard, yeah. I, heard. Well, I I did just basically distance and sprints. So why'd you quit? Uh, I was not happy with the coaches, so. Quit. Dude, none of the coaches. Basically, Mr. Sigurds ain't going to watch this or hear this podcast. Well, it wasn't just him, but Miss. Well, yeah, Mr. Sigurds is mostly the main issue. And it was because, like, right. the, the, there was multiple incidents where it made me quit. But the last part was I went to ask him because we were doing specialties that day, which was an easy fucking day, right? And uh, for me, I don't do any specialties. I just fucking run. So I can just work on starts and have an easy ass day. Right. But I was thinking man, I want to put in work today. So I asked them to run 600s, and no one likes running 600s. So, like, that's me putting work in. Yeah. And he and he was just, like, he got all salty with me because I missed practices because I had to take a test. And he was, like... Was it the ACT you had to retake? No, it was, just a, it was just a chemistry test, but it's just a college uh, class, so I got to take it. Right. I got to get a good grade. It was the end of the grading period when, when yeah. I took it. And he was still salty about that, even though that was, like, a month after or a month before. But I asked him to run a 600 that day, and he was like, yeah, I don't like feel, I don't feel like taking favors from you. So I was like, okay, then I'll just fucking quit. Right. 
Yeah. Like that meat, that, that, that like fucking salty about me taking a test. I mean, like, yeah, you assume your coaches be happier doing yeah, stuff that's you, better. Like, yourself, if you want to run like track, that. yeah, what's what's worse, me missing part of a practice one day for a test, or me fucking not running at all because I have bad grades? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Which almost happened to us last year. Yeah, last year we were. Uh, last year, me and Davion did not give a fuck about school, and it was my first like. Davion still doesn't. I gave a little more because yeah, I, I like half of mine are actual serious classes that guy actually like right. serious with. But last year, me and Davion, like there's a certain bracket of GPA where if you are, if you're still above the eligibility GPA, but just like almost approaching not eligible, you go to these study tables that they do. Was it every day too? Yeah. That, that shit was crazy. Until our grades got back up. Yeah. Because I'm used like to coming to school weeks. late, so I had to come to school like fucking early just to go to the study tables. Okay. They're stupid. I yeah. never did anything in the study. Class. I had a coach like that when I re- the little time I did wrestle for the late during freshman year. I remember I had to go uh, do the same for science to catch my grade back up. And because I missed most of the practice, he made me do bear crawls across the whole football field five times. It was a pain in my <laughs> ass. My hands hurt like a motherfucker. But um, yeah, same thing with Mister Cigarettes. I I've never done a sport for him. But I wouldn't like to, because even my parents they knew him in the past, and they said he's kind of like a little prissy baby. Like, he's definitely pampered, definitely you know, confined. Because they worked at a uh, Benny's Pizza uh, at the lake, or not the lake, Marysville. They worked with him there when he was younger. Now he's a teacher. Even when I had him for the little time I did, he was a prick. Because like you talk to the preppy girls or whoever it may be all day, but then if you're talking in the back, he'd be like, hey. Stop talking. It's like, stop waddling and suck my dick. Like, I don't give a fuck, honestly. You think I care? No, I don't. <laughs> Mr. Wright needs to stop waddling. Mr. Wright doesn't waddle. He, he voice cracks. Yeah. Like or hits his hip off the tables. Half the time he voice cracks. Mr. Wright's smart, same. though. I read a paper that he submitted to the gifted program because I went there to go type this one thing up for Mrs. Horvath. And uh, he submitted a paper for her because he wants to work with gifted kids, I think. All right. So he did some research and I read the paper because I was bored and I was curious and he's he's really good at writing. Oh don't get me wrong, he's definitely not stupid because I mean he went yeah. to Ohio State I'm pretty sure. Yeah and he's he's got he's got he he can teach math and science and he's got a degree in like genetics and stuff like that. So he's he's a pretty qualified dude. Yeah he's definitely smart. He he definitely threw some shade though I'm not gonna lie. I appreciate smartness but when we were in class they were talking about like religion or something because he's like we're gonna discuss things and some people might disagree with about um about mythologies. Oh, my bad. I should call them religions. And I was definitely throwing some fucking shit. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? I was like, hmm, okay. Shut up! Fuck. Sorry. The dogs won't stop barking. What were you saying, David? Oh, I was the same thing. You were, I was letting you continue. Oh, fuck, yeah. I um, mean, but there is... <sighs> I don't understand, because the, the whole occupation of being a scientist is to study the physical. They have no... They have no jurisdiction in the metaphysical. So to, they have no authority to talk about religion in any sense, because like they can they can use physicality to prove that there's laws in the universe, but that does not disprove that there's something beyond the universe. They're just they're just adding on to the knowledge of what they have within their own realm of observation, you know? of understanding and yeah. Shit. So yeah. like for them to throw shade or for them to endorse uh, religion, whether it be endorsement, like I said, we're throwing shade. Yeah. That using science is not means of which to do so you can't endorse uh a metaphysics with physics 
You can't uh, throw shade at metaphysics with physics because it makes absolutely no sense. Meta literally means beyond physics. You know what I mean? Yeah, just that you see it all the time too on the internet. You'll see these dudes out claim they know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, like like if you go on years. any Facebook post and you just scroll through the comments, you'll have that one atheist with like some weird picture, mm-hmm. and they'll just be talking about how. Well, religion's stupid, and it's a construct on the world. And it's just like, why do you care? Like, why do you take your time to even comment? Because most people, especially if they're extremely religious, aren't going to take the time of their day to read that because they don't care that much. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. I mean, there's some people out there that will get them fired up, but we'll leave that to them. Yeah. But for the most part, people like me, like, I'm a Christian, but that shit doesn't bother me. I kind of just ignore it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why people go out of the way to be negative and shit like that. Well... Well, most atheists don't understand that they they commit the same sin that theists do, which is they denote rather than connote, which means if I make a scripture, right, most scriptures are there to, like, when you mythologize something or mystify something, should I say, it's supposed to not be taken literal. I mean, there's a lot of religions that are, they're made but they're not supposed to be made literal. They're supposed to be made for you to think about things higher than yourself. They're supposed to make you engaged and wonder. So when you denote, when I mean denote, I mean you directly interpret the scripture how it is, word for word. So if I were reading Deuteronomy in the Bible, oh, I should go kill people that don't believe in Christ. Okay, that's denotation. That's what that's the bad Christians, right? That's the atheists always hate. But the atheists to say like, oh, Christianity is bad because they say to kill people. They're doing the same sin that the theists are, which is saying that, you have to take this literally. You can't ignore it. You know what I mean? But obviously, if you're a true Christian, you understand that there's some Bibles, uh, there's some scriptures in the Bible where, one, you can interpret multiple ways. And two, you well, can that's dis- what reading the Bible yeah, is all and, about. Yeah, because there's some, and, and two, it's also some things you can just disregard because the New Testament came in and changed a lot of the Old Testament. Yeah, a lot of the people don't actually understand is the reason why we have different branches of Christianity, like baptism, exactly. Methodist, Presbyterian. It's, it's all just slightly different interpretations of the exactly, Bible. Yeah. That's why I like to tell people a lot. Read it yourself. Mm-hmm. It's so important for you once you become a young man and you're developing in a life to read it yourself. Because sometimes you'll read something and you'll go, well, this obviously means that. And if you're in your heart and you feel like God's telling you that that's how it is, that's probably how it is. And there's going to be churches that read it differently. So, like, when someone asks me, for example what are you? Like, what kind of Christian are you? I'll be like, I'm a Christian. Like, what do you believe in? I don't respond, you know, almost said Democrat. I don't know if I fucking why. <laughs> it just popped in my head. But I won't respond to uh, Baptists and stuff. I'll just say Jesus. I believe in Jesus because I read the Bible by myself. I interpret how I feel it should be interpreted. Yeah. And I apply that. I believe a lot, a lot of the Bible is metaphorical for the most part. Yeah. And then, uh, the, like, for example, Catholics, they take it literal. Like, when they, they do their... Uh, I don't remember what it's called. They eat the fucking like yeah, little wafers and the wine, but yeah. they think it's the literal blood and flesh of Christ. That freaks me out. Sounds like a horror movie. That's just me. <laughs> yeah, I was watching this uh, current event. I was in current events and I was watching this Thirty Days video and let this uh, like Christian uh, white Christian male, like full like full blood American, it was just like number one guy you'd think when you think of America. And then he had to go to. Uh, one of the most like Islamic like towns in America, and he had like like adapt to their culture. And um, oh, shit, that's probably hard as fuck. Yeah, it, it was hard for him. He's like, there's so many things that he didn't understand. And it was like he didn't want to understand. But then, like, finally, when the thirty days came up, he actually like kind of like 
grew to it and like realized that it wasn't so different than Christianity. And uh, he he actually went to this church and he was talking to one of the uh, priests, I guess you could say. And uh, they were talking about how it's just like different branches, like from the same from tree. the same story, yeah, in the same tree. If you look at a lot of the stuff, it it is the same story. And as a Christian. I'm not saying the people that believe in their religions are awful, but I do believe the religions were like other ones at least. This might be wrong for me to say, but as of now, I don't think so. But the thing with Satan and stuff like that is he only wants you to he, – he, he will give you 99% of the truth. But as long as there's 1% of that being a lie, it's not the full truth. It's not the full holiness. So things with other religions, they can be – Pretty close to the Bible, but they're not going to be fully true because it wants to steer you in the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah. And if like people like to make the claims, oh, they well they found these books before they found the scriptures and the scrolls and all that stuff. Well, there's a huge problem with that too, because I know there's a scroll in Israel somewhere that is like, I don't feel like pulling out big words right now, so I'm just going to say old as fuck is what I'll say. Super old. Dead languages are written in it. We don't even know what it is for the most part. It takes like a very special certain people to read it and interpret it and actually understand it, which is crazy. Yeah, that's why a lot of the, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. But that's why a lot of the Bible nowadays, we don't know. Honestly, just at, at looking at this from an outside view, we don't even know if the Bible's one hundred percent like there complete. Because there, yeah, because there's a lot of people don't even know this either. I told a couple people this the other day. There's a lot of books. Mm-hmm. Missing out of the Bible. The biggest one I know is the uh, Enoch. Yeah, Book of Enoch was because the Catholic Church didn't like what it stated in the book, so they just took it out because they yeah. didn't like it. So we don't know how many times the Bible has been censored through churches, religions, groups, governments. You know, I mean, we already know the Catholics took out one book. There's another book I can't remember the name of. I know Gospel David. Of Thomas. Yeah, the Gospel of Thomas. Well, David two read that one. Types of Gospel of Thomas. One of the young Thomas. One of Thomas. One of them is quotes from Jesus. I don't know. I don't know what the particular other one, but I do know Enoch. Like you said, was censored because it was just too weird. Because Enoch had a vision from the angels. You know, what I mean, and like there's stories of angels lusting for women in there, and they're the fallen angels, and their their offspring are giants, and that's why you see Genesis. There's mentions of giants in there, but there's no other explanation as to what the fuck it means. But Enoch right. elaborates on that, and so he goes. He he's transported through the heavens by I think the angel Uriel, if I recall. He goes through the heavens with Uriel. Uriel takes him, um, shoots through the heavens, and they go to talk to God because the leading fallen angel, I forget his name, but it starts with an A, he asked Enoch to plead on their behalf, but God denied him because right. he, he cast all the fallen angels into the pit. Yeah, it's just crazy, dude. It's it just is fucking crazy, man. scares you with the what gets censored in this world and stuff like that. But on a lighter topic, Davion, I haven't heard you speak much. Um, yeah, Davion? <laughs> fuck uh, what was I going to say I'm brain farting hard as fuck right now well before, while you're thinking you also have to like a lot of things like uh, I've been studying religions lately like Islamic traditions and, right. Christian, and a lot of the things in even Christianity are also things that were determined by a council of like theologists so right. for example I think in 431 AD they, they, had, a, they had a meeting and they were they deduced rather the virgin birth and like the birth of Jesus. They they didn't necessarily know if it meant the actual literal this girl had a baby like with God like there or if it just means that she had a baby normally with a normal person, but this right. was the descendant of God through him. They didn't. And most Christians before this council said 
it wasn't directly from God. It was actually from uh, the guy that was dating her. I forget his name. And um, he worked as a conduit. Right. But, I mean, the council introduced, no, it was an actual God came and impregnated Mary. So, like, even before that council, there was people that denied that. They said, no, it's it's not actual, like, it's not the denotation. It's actually. Well, yeah, like, a lot of the uh, higher Jewish uh, men back in the Bible, you can read it yourself, they didn't like Jesus. They saw him as a liar. They didn't believe in the things mm-hmm. he did. They said he wasn't the true Messiah. And eventually they got, they convinced the Roman church to hang them or nail them to the cross, you know. So, yeah, that's easily believable, to be honest. Yeah, so, like, you you have to understand. Sorry to cut you off, David, no, but you got to understand, dude. like, there's so many layers of, upon layers, upon layers of things with religion and specifically Christianity where you, you can't really argue against it until you fully embrace all the layers of it, which there's so many. Because, like I said, there's metaphors in right. there. There's also things that are metaphors that were chosen not to be considered metaphors. It's the same idea of you, like before, like you can't truly argue against something like you, unless you educate yourself on the other topic. Exactly. Yeah, that's why it's my brother does it a lot more than I do. But I like sometimes I like to watch these videos about evolution and stuff, so I can at least understand like what these people are arguing because I don't want to be in an argument and someone says something to where I technically can't say they're wrong because I don't understand them. Mm-hmm. And now I look at these documentaries. I'm like, wow, okay. Uh, you know what? I still believe in Christianity. Nothing has changed. And it's, you know what? If you want to call the Bible ridiculous, your guys' theory is almost just as ridiculous in the sense of how many times they fucking say the word by a chance. There's so, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my. They say it so many times. Oh, by, by a mere chance, it, this fucking donkey evolved into a dragon back into a donkey. Like, what? It's confusing. Now, obviously, disclaimer it's not fucking actual dragons. Just making a joke, even a stupid joke. It's still a joke. Yeah, that, I mean, I 100% agree with what you're saying. It's like if you add the probability of one the Big Bang actually happening to the the symmetrical, I guess, inflation of the Big Bang. Well, it's not symmetrical, but in the sense that there's a certain there's a certain physics to the Big Bang, right? Where like if it's if it's off by point zero 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 billionth 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 one, nothing. Arises, you know what I mean? It's either yeah. collapses into itself or expands too quickly, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I don't know the two. I don't know too many details on it because I'm not well versed in cosmology. But so, like, if you take that possibility or probability, and then you also add it to the probability of really complex life forms happening from just like okay, look. So hey, you guys go ahead and talk. I gotta actually get the fun real quick. That's fine. Right. Make sure it's not Bob Evans. So look, <coughs> basically. If you take, so how the universe starts, right? There's a big bang, and there's gluons and quartz. They're going really fast. Then the the big bang cools down, and the gluons, you know, and the quartz come together, and those create hadrons, right? So you got the protons and neutrons, the nucleons of the atom, and electrons eventually cool down to the point where they can orbit the atom, yeah. right? Uh, then you have those things coming together in huge clouds. Well, everything's a giant cloud of those now. And since there's gravity, tracking masses, those clouds kind of come in together in one giant clump, and that's how you get stars forming. And then stars and stellar nucleosynthesis, they eventually go up and up and up until they create iron, and then they no longer function anymore because it's too heavy to uh, fuse. So then the, the, the star dies, and sometimes there's a hypernova where all the elements are scattered, and those elements can be scattered. That's how you find things above iron and stuff. And then you take that and you say, okay, now these things form planets. And then within these planets, you have these very, very long and complex 
uh, uh, procedures going on where eventually you come to us. And not only us, but the thing is, whether it be neurology or something else, our consciousness. To, to, you can't compute a consciousness because compu computations, the consciousness is more than computing data. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's way more than that. So, like, you can't even make a consciousness. And if you could, it's not it's not really fucking easy. You know what I mean? So you take all those probabilities of the Big Bang actually happening, um, the mechanics going just right for it, and then you over time all these structures develop. It's a it's a really fucking large possibility. So is it too absurd to match that up with the possibility of something beyond space time and causality? You know what I mean, like that. What do you what's your take on it, Dave? Ah, uh, man, my, my fucking head isn't in the right place right now for this. But it's like, um, I know it's a complex idea, but you do you understand at least the premise of it is like. The two possibilities. It's almost like a 50-50 in my book. Because in my book, unless there's specifics, so not accounting for specific detail, like if you say, like, um, there's a good uh, example that Sam Harris makes where it's like it's more improbable for God to develop uh, to return to a specific city than it is for him just to return to Earth. Yeah. It's less it's less probable because it's more specific. You, when you get more, more specific, you know, it gets less and less probable. So I'm just saying, in general, you either take no God or God. That's a 50-50 chance right there. You know what I mean? It's I think the probabilities are equally matched. So to say, like, you believe one thing or another, they're both equally absurd to deduce without any without any knowledge. You'll never truly know within this realm until you die if Christianity is right. You know what I mean? Like that? Yeah. So, so what do you think about this stuff? Because I know you're a Christian, right? Yeah. It's like... Me, um, I don't really, like, not that I don't really care about it, but it's, like, I'm not really, like, too worried about it until I'm at the point where I'm, like, getting close sense. to dying. And it's, sense. like, because I'd rather just live, like, live my life instead of worry about when I die or how I die. And I'd rather just, like, try to um, impact people's lives in ways that I can. Well, that's really noble, but you, there's a cool quote that I know. I forget who said it, but it says, to learn, to teach a man to die is to teach him to live. If you focus on your death, because if you have no fear of death whatsoever, you're not going to live. You're not, well, you're going to be alive, but that's a whole, but you're not, gonna live you're not it's it's different than being, than, than living, you know what I mean? I'll be an organism walking around, but since I have no fear of death, and we all have fear of death, even if we don't know it, because it's repressed, but it's still repressed, I mean, that means it's still there, it's not, yeah. it's not like gone, and you know, when you when you are actually, you know, afraid of death in a sense, you actually appreciate life way more and you can impact and enhance your life way more and other people's lives way more than you could without death. Oh god. But talking about death. Yeah, we're talking about death. Well, I mean, I mean, I've, I've actually, I'm pretty well versed in the philosophy of death and psychotherapy and existentialism and stuff like that. And that's one of the four components of what makes someone go into crisis. There's death, there's loneliness, there's meaning, and there's freedom. Yeah. Those four things, I mean, Kierkegaard calls uh, freedom the, the yawning abyss. That dizziness you feel in freedom, it's it's like, it's anxiety. It's, it's that's what it is. It's despair. And then you have, you have loneliness. That's why people will cling on to a group slash a god 
so they don't feel alone in the universe. That that doesn't discredit the group or the god, but that just that just tells you why they're so eager to cling on to it. And then you have meaning. People also cling to group slash god for meaning, etc. And death. You know, people. Yeah. There's two types of immortalism, which is you know cultural heroism and cosmic heroism. You can be immortal by putting your name in history. That's even that is going to fade away in time because everything. You know, there's going to be black hole era of the universe versus black holes, and those are going to dissolve away because of Hawking radiation. Yeah. But you can also be a cosmic hero in the sense that you just you make your own meaning. You know, art. You know what I mean? And even that will dissolve in time, but still, it's it's a lot more better than than a cultural heroism because you don't restrict yourself to a movement uh, to find identity. You be, you just make your own identity that makes you immortal in a sense. Yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I've been trying to do in life. I've been trying to make it to where like. People like, like I kind of leave like a legacy behind when I die. So it's like everyone wants to do that, man. Yeah, it's not exclusive to any particular entity. Every well, in terms of humans, every some every single person wants to do that, and that's why you have secular religions arising after the the metaphorical death of God, because you have like things after the death of God, right in the Enlightenment. You have an in industrial period. You kind of get these ideas of like, okay, let's make communism. That's a because if you don't know, communism was intended. I mean, it's it is it's an economic system and a social system, but it was intended to be viewed as a secular utopia. Because in religions, one of the one of the main ideas in religions is you know there's life after death, there's a savior watching over you, and life after death, you can either have a utopia or a dystopia, right? So there's there's utopias within the world, which are secular religions, which communism leaves, and there's utopias outside the world where you go to heaven. You know what I mean? So. Um, I'm doing good, but I have a kind of a point to add to this. Yes. In, uh, back to what Davion was kind of saying, like, you want to build up a legacy and, like, have people know your name. Oh, yeah. It goes back to kind of like the Cinco de Mayo, uh, where it's, like, basically, you're not really dead until someone says your name for the last time. So... It's a cool concept. Yeah, so, like, basically, you just want to have your name be written down in history. Mm-hmm. That's the fun- way yeah. immortality. Yeah. That, I mean, the function of religion does serve that purpose. And there's multiple functions of religion. And I argue the function of religion is just to mystify someone. You know what I mean? So, like, there's a there's an idea... Okay, and, like, in some tribes, they have these things called bull roars, which are, which are these uh, wooden things where you, you whip around and it makes a sound that kind of sounds like a god, right? And they say the bull roars are the gods talking to you. And then, so what they do to, because the rituals are for stages of life, right? So if you're a kid going into manhood, they'll have you close your eyes um, and then they'll start whipping the bull roars around. So you kind of feel like in a sense that you're dead because you can't see shit and all you hear is the gods calling your name, right? And so you're just like, you feel like you're dead. And then they, then they take their hands off your eyes so you can see again and you're not fucking dead. But in a sense, you did die because you just went through ego death. Because do you think you would be the same if you thought you fucking died and you came back? No. Especially if you truly believed it. You know what I mean? These people actually believe it. They're growing up to say this is truth. So this guy, in his head, so keep in mind, it's in his head. This guy just fucking died. He interacted with the gods and he came back to the real world. That's like, even though he didn't die, that's an ego death right there. If you don't know what an ego death is, I can talk about it. But if you do know, then there's no point. But that's an ego fucking death right there. And that's how you transition from one part of life to the other. You know what I mean? You appreciate life more in that sense. Yeah. They don't get the fuck off your phone. 
<laughs> so, kind of in a way, truth is perspective. Truth is definitely perspective. And, I mean, truth is a hard fucking topic to talk about because I don't know how to define truth. Do you define truth in the, the constraints, the, the, the constraints, but the constraints of what we know uh, slash what we can observe, what we can deduce logically? Because I don't think truth is that simple, you know what I mean? Because if you think about it, we only have, like, what, six... Well, I, I don't know. We have sensory organs, right? That are really limited, right? So we can we can see. Oh shit, goddamn game. You know, we can see, we can feel, we can hear, etc. And we see we see phenomenon happen. We we install mathematics to explain these phenomena. Um, we we hear we hear things. We can use uh, science to describe them. We hear things based off sound waves, right? We see things based off photons. Isn't there? Isn't it not reasonable to assume that there's other particles slash other frequencies slash other vibrations in the universe slash outside of the universe, whatever you want to give or take, that you know there's these other particles that we cannot observe because we do not have the sensation or the sensory organs to observe those sensations. You know what I mean? Everything is sensation and cognition, right? You sense something and your cognition interprets that, or vice versa. I mean, you can look at there's many philosophies on this, like Hegel. And then there's Immanuel Kant, which is one of my favorite philosophers, and we can discuss him further since we're talking about time. But there's so forth, and I'm saying like there could be there could be billions of things that we can observe. Pause. What? You can only record up to thirty minutes in your web browser. Oh shit! Huh. I guess we'll make a part two for this video real quick. Okay. Let's end it real quick.